This is the easiest way to make money in crypto. We're going to share with you multiple ways to make easy money in crypto and also reveal some projects that are doing this. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. This is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to teach you the easiest ways to make money in crypto. Not financial advice. Obviously, it sounds too good to be true. Yep. And I understand because I thought that way as well. But instead of just buying and selling crypto projects, you can actually start earning a passive income by doing literally nothing. So, there's one, uh, one project we've been really high on, and that's Bitensor Tau. You know, it's already deemed non-security. It's deemed a commodity, fully decentralized. And we see long-term for this project as an AI project. So I'm like, well, I want to accumulate more of that. How can I do it? One way we do it is via staking. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you are accumulating more Tau, which you can then either hold on to for you know, the upcoming bull run at some point. So now you have all this extra Tau and when the price goes up, you've just earned free money. That's right. Or you can sell it and you can convert it into a stable coin and then you got that cash. Yeah. Or you can reinvest it in auto and then you can compound your earnings. For sure. Yeah. So staking is the first way of what we've called, you know, making easy money. And it is because if you have long-term conviction in a project, we are currently in a bear market. This is the time you know, where we personally think we should be accumulating good projects that will hopefully pump in the next bull run. And, you know, so obviously the price isn't always going to go up. The price goes down. But if you want to just keep holding and keep buying DCA into your favorite projects, a way to make easy money is just by staking. So so what is staking? It's, it's when you, you lock or hold up your tokens in a project that it serves various functions. So some of the projects... If you have a lot of the the token, you can stake it and then you actually become, you can, you know, vote on decisions or become a validator, right? For like the, for their, some, not all projects, but some of the bigger projects, if you want to become a validator or if you want to have a decision in the DAO or whatever, if you stake your tokens, prove that you hold them and lock them up, then you get these voting rights. Yeah. Um, Other things, staking, it's kind of like. Securing the network. It's securing the network. It's network security, right? It's validating transactions. Yeah. So um, there's a few other things. I mean, sometimes people think that by staking your tokens, you're giving your tokens to the project and they're using them, but that's not really the case. You're locking your, so if say you go onto a staking website, um, some of them you'll have options, daily staking, where you can take it at any time, or there may be a, a weekly lockup or a monthly lockup or a yearly lockup. And those, they have different percentage APYs, which is like interest you earn on your tokens, because that shows the level of, you know, trust or deposit that you're giving the company. If you're going to lock your tokens up for a year, you're going to earn a higher yield because it's like, all right, your tokens are locked for a year. But some of these newer projects that we will talk about in a bit, because they're newer and smaller market cap, 
they're still offering high APYs, even though you can unstake them maybe every week or almost at any time. It's kind of like if you trade stocks, there's like the dividend yield. Mm-hmm. It's a way of attracting investors. Yep. So, you know, you hold like Comstock Resources or one of these military stocks and you'll see a passive income. You'll see like 7% per every three months or something like that. Yep. Or it's a, like a high interest savings account because, you know, like you put your money into a high a savings account with your bank. They'll end up taking that money, utilizing it, and they're kind of rewarding you for keeping your money in the bank. Yep. Another thing with staking, if you do hold the, if you do like the project and you're locking up your supply, you're taking that supply out of um, circulation. It can't be traded. Right. It also helps with potentially that product doing better from a price perspective, because if other people want to enter and there's not those tokens available, it should drive the price up. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's definitely it's basically the crypto version of interest. Yeah. Dividends, I would say, is like the the next version of making easy money, which we'll talk about later in the episode. This is definitely like interest. So if you've been following us, there's there's a few different projects that we hold and have long term conviction in that we are staking. And I want to just go back to talk about Tau again, right? So we talk about this with crypto all the time. If something's hard to do, if there's multiple steps to get involved, if you have to watch a YouTube video and and read a document to do it because it's an early stage thing in the project, it's usually worth it to do. So with, with some projects, Bitrock, for example, they made a very clean interface. You own your Bitrock in your MetaMask or whatever wallet. You go to the Bitrock website, go to staking, boom, stake. They're offering, because it's such a new and small cap project, they were offering 60% APY. Then they moved it 60% APY onto their main net, 30% on Ethereum. And then like their native DEX, RockSwap, is offering 90% APY. Yeah. Very easy to do. But with BitTensor, Tau, it's a larger project. It's not as new. It's more established. The, the fully diluted market cap's around like a billion, right? Yeah, yeah. But they're still offering excellent APY because it's so it's still early stage. No one has actually built that front-end user interface for staking. It's pretty clunky, mm. but it's worth it. What, what is the, the percentage on that? It's like 25%. Yeah, it's like 25 26%. Mm-hmm. And, and it, another thing about analyzing these numbers, too, is you can figure out the conviction in a project. Um, like I know BitTensor, I think like 90% of all tokens are staked. It's huge. That's big. So that yeah. is, gives you uh, insight into how are other people viewing the project. And the reason we're covering these revenue sharing passive income projects is because Shane and I, we're a little bit tired of, you know, investing in the venture capital projects who, um, you know, got in at the seed round phase of 0.0005 cents and they have a vesting schedule of five years. Yep. Hence why you see a lot of these charts that's like huge pump, massive dump, sell off. Now these venture capitalists are just collecting, you know, whatever money they can yep. for the next five years or so. Why not look at early stage projects that are actually rewarding the holders? Mm-hmm. Like that's how crypto should be. For sure. Yeah. I mean, so like examples would be like investing in BitRock over investing in Arbitrum or an Optimism where venture capitalists absolutely own those projects, as you said, got in at microscopic valuations and are now laughing and just continuing to dump tokens on retail investors. Yeah. Or even if go through the top 50 crypto projects, every chart looks the exact same. They're all dead. Massive pump in the last bull run. And literally they all, you know, we always have these people. It's like, oh, this is a rug pull. This is a rug pull. Well, go look at all these top 50 projects. The charts are all completely dead. It's because there's no money. The only money that's left in there is just the venture capital dumping. All it is. So if you look at these projects that are offering these staking rewards, it can be a way to kind of, you know, get out of those projects where nothing's left and get into some projects that are offering some high, higher APY. I mean, you can stake, you can stake larger, larger cap projects on centralized exchanges for 
four or five percent yeah. APY. It's not bad. It's better than what banks are offering. Yeah, but if but you, you know the project, it's been around for a while, mm. right? Like it's if you start staking uh, Avalanche or Avax, it's like well they got big partnerships, been around for many years. It's probably not going to rug. Yeah, whereas a new project, it's, it's uh, higher volatility, maybe a little bit more risky. Mm. You really want to be locking up ten thousand dollars worth a brand new project. Yeah, that's offering a hundred percent. Or would you rather lock up that te- that ten thousand dollars for four percent? So it's like, where, where's your risk tolerance? For sure, risk tolerance is key. So yeah, personally, I'm staking my Bitrock. I'm I'm staking my Rock Swap. I'm staking my BitSensor Tau, and I'm also staking my Arai. Yeah, uh, Arai it's a little bit easier to do. Uh, you can just go through O Wallet, and then it shows you the list of validators. I think my current APY with Arai is around 18 percent, yeah. which is pretty good. Not bad. Um, so uh, you you pick these projects that you have long term conviction in. You stake your coins and you just sit back and the price doesn't really matter. If, if you think you're going to hold it for the next two, three, four, five, ten 10 years, then you just keep accumulating coins. And that's why we call it like, you know, making free money or whatever. Well, I'm, I'm staking and holding because some of them. So we're going to go through some projects here now. Um, I'm personally holding BitTensor Tau. I think I've accumulated like maybe like 15 of them or something over the past month, which is 700 bucks mm-hmm. at current prices. Pretty good for fucking doing nothing. For sure, yeah. My BitRock, you know, I'm making another few hundred bucks a week. Mm. It's like, once you once you kind of add it all up over the month, it's like two to three grand. It's pretty good. And you're not, it's just just my holdings. I'm like, yeah. look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep holding these for the next four or five years. Yeah. Making two grand a month. Like, sure, I'll take it. It's great. Yeah. For sure. Um, so another one I'm holding is 0x0. Zero zero. Right. That one doesn't require any staking. You just hold it in your wallet. It's a... AI privacy. It's all about privacy. It's like anon- anonymous swaps, uh, anonymous wallet. They have all these different features. So they have like a revenue share aspect uh, of things. So if you just hold the token, you automatically get Ethereum every week. That's cool. So I'm getting like 25 to 40 bucks a week in Ethereum. Interesting. Just for holding it. You don't yeah, even have yeah. to stake it. Yeah, I like that. So really cool. super, super simple. Uh, then we move on. So we can, we can move on from staking now. Yeah. To the next form of what we call how to one of the easiest ways to make money in crypto. And I like this one. It's a bit bit of a newer one. Staking's been around for a long time. This one's a bit newer and it applies to certain sectors in general. Uh, some that we've started talking about a lot recently. So it's it's revenue sharing projects, right? So a lot of these projects out there, you know, it's a lot of fluff, a lot of hype, but they don't actually generate any revenue. There's no profit. They're kind of living off of stumping tokens, really. But certain projects in certain sectors, like the gambling sector or the Telegram bot sector. These are real projects that are generating real revenue real, yeah. from all the fees. So for, for the gambling sector, it's gambling. Everyone loves gambling. These companies are raking it in if they're popular, right? I think we covered Rollbit in, in one of the episodes previously a while ago, and, and the numbers, the volume and the amount of money that Rollbit is making is, is insane. It's pretty wild, eh? Because like, you, what is the website I used before? It's like NASN or something like that, and it shows you what companies are actually generating revenue. Right. Not many. Yeah, not many at all. It's like, how the fuck do you have a $500 million market cap? You're not even doing anything. It's a joke. What, just for fees? No. Yeah. So these projects that are actually making money, and these are small caps too, man. Like, so for example, another one uh, that does revenue share is PAL. Yep. P-A-A-L. Cumulative revenue or since, uh, what date am I looking at here? Since June 26 until now. They've accumulated nearly... 900 ETH in revenue, yeah. Of revenue, 900 ETH. That's a lot, yeah. That's for for, sure. there's a little st- st- startup that just happened a yeah, little yeah. while ago, right? It's a lot, like, so and that gets shared 
with the people who hold the token or, or stake the token. Like, I like it. Why not do it? Yeah, so this is what I was talking about. Well, uh, the co- comparison we made earlier. This is more like a traditional dividend, right? Because right. it's tied to the company's earnings. Yes. So uh, I, for a while there, I recently uh, kind of switched my holdings around a bit, but I was, I was, I locked up my Rollbit in a liquidity pool on the Rollbit platform, and you earn an equivalent amount. So you have to lock up, say, I have a thousand dollars worth of Rollbit, then you have to put a thousand dollars worth of USDT or ETH to create the, like the liquidity pool, and then you earn a small percentage of Rollbit's trading fees from their crypto trading platform. Right. But then because Rollbit is also a sports betting platform, and this is what I just learned about before this episode. I didn't know about this because NFTs are such like, oh, NFTs are dead, taboo, whatever. <laughs> Rollbit does have these, not that I'm promoting this, I'm just saying it's a cool thing. They have these sports robot NFTs, which you can buy. They're about $2,000 each. Then you generate 10% profit share from all their sports betting. Right. So with, with the, when you do your liquidity pool with the Rollbit token, yeah. you're earning from their crypto side. But if you get their sports betting NFT, if you think uh, sports betting is really going to rip and people are going to be gambling on football and hockey and basketball, whatever, on Rollbit, then you earn a percentage of their sports betting revenue by holding their sports betting NFT. Pretty interesting. It is interesting. Like as far as NFT goes, that's one of the cooler. Yeah. yeah, Like you're generating real money from a game, the biggest crypto, one of the biggest crypto gambling platforms in the world. And we know that. Gambling platforms generate billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're using like a Bet365 or a FanDuel or something. Yeah. You place your bets, you lose, and that's it. At least with these platforms, you can place your bet, lose, but also see some money from what the platform actually generates from a yeah. revenue perspective. I was thinking about potentially getting one of these sports robot NFTs now that football season started and being like, all right, let's see how much money I can generate. Yeah. Just an experiment, right? Not a bad idea. Um, and then, yeah, so Blockchain Bets is like a small, small cap version of Rollbit. I know they're also, they do 100% of the house profits to stakers of BSB tokens. That's pretty good. How do they afford to do that? How do they make any money? <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Of the profits. Yeah, so I guess they're paying for all their business costs and right. then all the profits, but I guess they can kind of fluff those numbers around. But anyway, uh, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting alternative to Rollbit. If you do hold the, the Blockchain Bets token, you can stake it and earn profits from their their sports betting and casino so yeah i mean these these projects that actually make money and that you can earn profit share from again if you have long-term conviction in rollbit in blockchain bets um in the gamblefy sector it's something that you you should consider looking at because yeah you just have the tokens and you generate money unibot is another one so they have like a thousand daily active users but it makes about a hundred thousand uh dollars daily hundred thousand dollars daily yeah Damn. And they have a very high revenue share of APY, uh, 48%. Right. Pretty crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Pal, uh, if you lock yours for f- 14 days, you see 11% in ETH rewards. 28 days, you see 25% ETH rewards. Yep. And 56 days, you see 60, 64% of ETH rewards. So it's like right. the better the company does, the more money you see. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's again, we're in a bear market here. You got to look for other ways to make money in crypto if, if that's your thing. And if you have a long-term conviction, like I, I really like Rollbit. I trade it. I hold some of it. I like this. I think I might experiment with this sports robot NFT. I mean, who knows? Like it's as we've been talking about, you know, sports betting and gambling might continue to be on the rise. And Rollbit's one of these great decentralized platforms. Like, you know, you, you recently traveled. Yeah, you're, it's you're fucking pain in the ass. Pain in the ass with uh, travel bet. restrictions. You can't bet. Then you get back to here and we have this stupid betting app, which sucks. Yes, yeah, it's always fucking breaking down. A little bit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I, I think I might experiment with that. And as we, as we talked about earlier, um, all the projects we talk about on Twitter and Discord and TikTok all the time, 
you know, we have long-term bags in these projects. We're staking them. We're chilling. We don't care about the price right now. If it goes lower, we'll probably just buy more and stake it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look. It's the easiest way to make money in crypto, <laughs> right? Not financial advice. Yeah, yeah, of course not. But it's just like stuff that we like to do. And, you know, yeah. when we have long-term conviction, we like to lock our money up and earn rewards in the, in the meantime. It's like, yeah. whatever, no fret. For sure. If there's any other projects that you guys are into that offer revenue sharing, that offer great staking, that offer any sort of time, any sort of type of profit sharing, we are interested to know. So let us know in the comments and uh, maybe we'll do like a part two to this in the future. Then make sure you tune to the next episode. Ooh, that one's going to be a banger.